Transcripts and recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. Welcome to Light It Up, a podcast about resilient women balancing motherhood, their careers, personal lives, and all of the challenges that come along with being a superwoman. Each week, you'll be motivated to take action to lead, inspire, transform, and empower. Now, here's your host, Dr. Regina Mashira. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Light It Up. I am your host, Dr. Agina Mashira. I'm excited about this episode because I have someone who actually joined us in season one. She was my very first guest on Light It Up podcast. And then the pandemic hit and we shut down in our traditional manner of interviewing guests. But I have Kashana Island who is an entrepreneur. She is the CEO and founder of Unbox Tees and Adiascape. So we're going to talk to Kashana because she's got to bring us up to date on what she's been doing over the last year. Welcome to Light It Up, Kashana. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me back. No problem. You're actually... Every time I have a guest, I ask them if they will come back and you're actually the first person (laughs) (laughs) that I've had back on the show, but it's just because I've interviewed so many people that I haven't had an opportunity to circle back, but I wanted to do so with you because last year when we talked, um, we talked about your work um, as a social impact uh, strategist and we talked about some of your work in the nonprofit sector. Um, because you did um, launch your own nonprofit organization, which you had for several years, many years, actually. But now you are doing something just a little bit different. And I wanted to kind of get a little bit of insight on how you transitioned um, into opening your own company and what you've been doing. So why don't you take a few minutes just to refresh the audience memory of who you are? Absolutely. So I would say, actually, I took a a big turn (laughs) from um, where I was the last time we spoke. Um, I initially, when we, when we met last year, um, have been, as you say, the founder and executive director of a nonprofit organization for over a decade. Um, I was transitioning into offering consulting for other nonprofits. So startups, um, organizations looking to scale up and I'm still doing that work. So I'm proud to say, um, I don't think I'll ever fully leave the nonprofit sector. I think um, my intention has been to have an even greater impact by working with other nonprofits and what their what their endeavors are, what their missions are. So um, as I've moved away from running my organization, I'm definitely looking to have more of an impact by working with others. Um, I always wanted to eventually get into the for-profit sector. Mm-hmm. So many, many moons ago uh, in a past life, I was a realtor. So I think that was my first official foot into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But now, and I and I definitely would accredit it to the pandemic mm -hmm. and just kind of being like a perfect storm that actually gave me that big nudge to actually um, move forward in this way. So now I own and operate uh, what began as an apparel company. So initially I was, you know, seeing a lot of um, the heightened social justice campaigns. Mm -hmm. George Floyd, you know, was huge in 2020 where people were kind of rallying and it, it worldwide became a big topic of discussion. And I was seeing a lot of companies who were, I felt, kind of creating propaganda um, in the name of social justice, but it didn't really seem as though their intentions were pure. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of initially sparked my interest in creating <clears throat> t-shirts that had um, um, a story to tell or that had some meaning behind them. And from that started um, toward the beginning of last year. And then um, as I kind of dug deeper into my own passions, including learning how to sew and just kind of getting better and better with that and then exploring my own um, love for fine dining, fine dining accoutrements, and um, just decor in general. Um, one of the subsidiaries, or the first subsidiary, I should say, of my apparel company is actually um, a table decor and table linens um, brand, which is a Deascape. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a soft intro into what I'm doing now. Okay. So you you mentioned that with the pandemic, you were kind of forced into taking a, a detour. Um, what what would you say during that time of launching your company? What was the greatest challenge that you you experienced during that time with making a transition? And how did you overcome that challenge? I would say the greatest challenge was um, dealing with uncertainty, right? <clears throat> so I think no matter what your economic status was when everything shut down or what your family structure was or anything, your employment status, it has been a period of mass uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And that was a big challenge for me, um, having to reset, having to just, first of all, become um, comfortable with life as it was like the kids are home now. And we don't know if or when they're going back to school. And how do I continue to be a strong parent for them, but then also a strong person for myself as the head of the household. And then thinking long term, just the type of person that I am, how do I, because I'm, I'm, I've always been a mission-driven person. Mm -hmm. So anything that I do has to tie into a bigger picture. And so I had to deal with the challenge of how do I satisfy my own desire to be um, in accordance with a mission, mm -hmm. whatever that mission is, and still pay the bills and still you know operate the household and still be a parent. So how I overcame that, honestly, the beginning of the pandemic, I kind of shut down with the rest of the world. Like I had spent a lot of time resting. I spent a lot of time doing passion projects around my house. Um, I really was intentional about doing things that I wanted to do 
without being very concerned about anything else because I, I couldn't control anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. So for the first time I had to kind of sit down and, and accept that I, I'm not in control or not in full control. Right. And I think for sometimes that can be a little challenging for those of us who must have control over everything. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm glad you were able to find a way, A, to learn how to relinquish the control just a little bit. But also, I think um, what I saw in watching you is, you know, you mentioned um, um, working on some of your passion projects. Mm-hmm. So you took it a little bit um, further than I did because um, I'm not the handy person in the family. <laughs> And I know you, you, well, you always had your own garden, I think, even before the pandemic, but I think you built, well, you built like a raised garden um, in your backyard. And then there were some other things that you did. So whereas your cousin here in full transparency, we are cousins, I would much rather pay somebody to do it because I feel like I, that's just not my cup of tea. I, I'm not skilled in that area. How did you learn how to do some of the things that, that you do? I mean, because I even watch you've built cabinets, you've built bookcases, which are really nice. Thank you. Oh, like, how did you learn? Where did you get that talent from? So honestly, when I was running a nonprofit, we had gardening programs um, and we would teach our youth how to build garden beds so that's really I I don't I've always liked building things and and to a degree and um make like putting things together mm-hmm. I, I always remember being that type of person but as far as having the technical skills to do it that originated in my role as an executive director being in the trenches you know working alongside our youth and learning how to use hand tools first and then power tools and then YouTube University came around <laughs> and um, honestly a lot of things that I've done I might have an idea and I have I have the wherewithal to draw things out and kind of figure things out mathematically but then as far as making sure that I'm doing things technically correct I'll refer to YouTube a lot okay. um, and then you know you just get better and better at things I also think that I can like I you know I have that crazy idea I'll come up with a crazy idea and then I never think I, I probably can't do this I'm always thinking okay I'm, I'm going to do this let me just figure out how that, so that's that, a secret sauce that's a good trait <laughs> to have because and I used I think I used to be that way I remember when I first moved into my house I laid my own tile there were things that I would do but then somewhere down the road either I got spoiled because I had somebody else to do that. And then I, mm-hmm. you know, lost an interest or, you know, no, no longer had the desire, but I could tell somebody all day long what I want. I just <laughs> don't want to do it myself. Um, yeah. So um, let's fast forward here. You um, decided to um, launch the t-shirt company to provide positive messages especially you know in light of everything that has transpired over the well that transpired during 2020 who's your target clientele for your unboxed tees 
you know, it's not even really like minimized, I would say adults. So um, the apparel is for anyone, but definitely the intention is to provide positive messaging geared towards black culture. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our shirts are dealing with things that are tied in with black culture. Um, I do also provide custom shirts. Mm-hmm. So definitely anyone um, could patronize the business. Um, definitely allies, right? So-called allies are um, welcome and have definitely been supportive of um, the company. And actually I have a shirt. This shirt um, was created for Black History Month, and this was actually created with um, allies in mind. I -hmm. I collaborated with one of my um, one of my friends from elementary school, who is a Caucasian woman, and kind of ran some ideas by her. Like, would you wear this shirt, and how would you feel? And do you think friends would wear it? And she was like, yeah, and I'll actually wear it and promote it across my social media, you know, so, um, but definitely, I think that my um, shirts are geared more towards towards adults of all ages. Yeah. I'm still trying to crack the code, although I do have a teenager and uh, a preteen in the household, I'm still trying to marry my vision with what's um Ooh. I don't even know what's the, the cool word right now right. I still say dope but whatever the uh generation z equivalent is to dope that's what I'm still trying to find that <laughs> yeah I don't know what it is either um but and 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 you I mean everything that I've seen is very nice um I really like them. We have to work on uh, some special designs for me. (laughs) So we're going to have to, but I know you've been very busy um, with everything, um, with promoting your business and just with the clientele that you have and making sure that you get those orders out. So don't don't forget about the little people. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you see... um, what what goals have you set um, for the business going forward for this year? I know you've also, like you mentioned, you've transitioned, well, not transitioned, but you also have a de-escape um, because you definitely yes. have this passion for the dinner parties and, and making sure that everything is, um, you know, situated nicely. Um, and that's what you're also known for whenever we've gotten together and you've hosted like Mm -hmm. whether it's Easter brunch or you know some type of dinner or get together you always have the the nicest decor so what made you decide to make this available for other people is it uh, simply because you know of your desire to you know with the dinner parties and just making sure that everything is aesthetically nice and pleasing Let's talk about that a little bit more and how that also ties into what you're doing with um, the positive messaging with with the uh, Unbox Tees. Absolutely. So I would definitely say my um, love for hosting and my my critical eye (laughs) as it relates to um, fine dining um, definitely has a big has been a big influence uh, from me creating the Adiascape line. 
um, how it ties in with the black messaging is that I um, started out patronizing and selecting fabrics from African um, fabric stores. Mm -hmm. So the fabrics are all from West Africa, for the most part, um, Ghana, um, the Ivory Coast, Nigeria. Um, and my tablescape has been two-sided. So for instance, I have table runners and one side is an Ankara fabric. The other side is some other more luxe fabric um, such as satin or velvet or something in that linen, something of that nature, which complements, but offers um, just different opportunities for dining experiences. Mm -hmm. um, as I'm moving to do more custom tablescape and kind of branching out and, and doing spring and looking forward to, to um, the summer, I've started using different fabrics, but my signature line is all Ankara with another Lux fabric. Okay. Um, I think also just kind of tying back into my love for hosting, mm -hmm. we know 2020 shut everything down. Right. So I wasn't able to host. I think the last thing I hosted indoors was a dinner party in February. Yeah, I think it was like the last, like right before the NBA shut down, it was like I squeezed that last little dinner party in and then I host Easter every year. So I wasn't Easter and that stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but this has been an outlet for me. It's something I love. Um, if you come to my house, any time of the year, my dining table is set up as if I'm having a dinner party that evening. So it was like, I'm already doing this. Let me kind of dig a little deeper. Let me see what other people might be interested in beyond just when they come to my house. So that's kind of how Ideascape was um, born. And the name, although you didn't ask, but <laughs> I'm um, getting yes. that. <laughs> but Idea is my is middle name. Yes, my middle name. Yes. And I don't know how it came to be, but I just really feel like Adia, out of all the things that I've done, Adiascape is probably like my baby, baby. You know, everything is my baby when I'm doing it, but it's my baby, baby, because of that tie-in to my name and the tie-in. It's my favorite. The logo is my favorite color. And, you know, I'm doing one of my favorite things. So um, it's just, it's really taken off. And um the partnerships that I've been able to form just in the last few months to help promote Adiascape and help me to promote other people have been extraordinary. Um, so as you talk about like my goals for the rest of the year moving forward, um, of course, I would like to continue and plan to continue providing um, custom bespoke tablescapes. So um, table runners, tablecloths, um, placemats, things of that nature. I would like to down the line, get into more accessories like napkin rings and just different accessories. Um, I would love to appear in some of the bigger name stores. Um, right now I've been partnering with Sweet Foods on the west side of Chicago. Okay. It is a cheesecake, actually, let me back up. It is the best cheesecake in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, and I previously didn't even care for cheesecake. Mm -hmm. And now every single time I go, pretty much I'm buying cheesecake. <laughs> um, but one thing that we're working on together is to start um, offering tea mm -hmm. 
a few times a month so people can come out with a group, a small group, of course, mm -hmm. and they can host a tea party and they will leave with a de-escape to take home. Of course, they'll try different teas and just have an overall good experience. Um, they'll be able to sample various cheesecakes that are offered there. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, also looking forward to hosting some preferred um, private chef events over the course of this year where of course you'll see the Adiascape, mm -hmm. uh, but they'll be able to partake in some fine dining from some of Chicago's best chefs. Okay. Now, how do you balance, because you are a mom, you mentioned that you have a teen and a preteen. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance being a business owner, being a mother, do you um, involve your children at all in the business? Um, yes. <laughs> um, so just to kind of go back to even before um, Unboxed and Adiascape, as you know, I, like I said, I was a realtor when um, my son was born, I was a realtor. So my children have literally always been integrated into my businesses. When I was, when, I, when my son was a baby, I would take him with me to my real estate office, mm -hmm. go show houses together. Um, if I didn't bring him, my clients were like, where's the baby? And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, sometimes you think this is not probably the best setting for a baby. I can leave him at home today. No, they were not having it. So um that's kind of like the start of my motherhood entrepreneurship balance. And then with the nonprofit, I always say my daughter was the EEE baby mm -hmm. because I was pregnant with her when I founded the organization. Mm -hmm. So she's literally her entire life up until a couple of years ago was part of the organization. And, you know, mm -hmm. um, we served primarily teenagers. So she's like, are we going to see the teens today? You know, mm -hmm. They were like her big brothers and sisters and babysitters or what have you during the program. So I think my method of, well, my primary method of balance is integration. Okay. Um, I love entrepreneurship because it enables me to pursue my passions, but it also enables me to be a very hands-on mom. Like I've been to every field trip I've wanted to go to. I've been, you know, when we were doing college tours with the nonprofit, I took my children. So they started at an early age visiting college campuses and interacting with people on a different scale that many children don't experience until they're in high school. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter, for instance, is just, she's very much like me in that she enjoys like nature and she enjoys building things. And she's a maker like I I don't even... I don't even say I'm a, a builder, I say I'm a maker because I just like making things and, mm -hmm. and seeing nothing turn into something. So many times, like when I'm out in the backyard building something, she'll come out there, do you need help? You know, and she'll mm -hmm. help me in the garden. Or sometimes if I'm not, if I haven't gotten up yet and, and she'll go out and water the garden. So when I started this apparel company, she helped me with that. You know, she was helping me with um, just everything, honestly. Mm -hmm. she's she's like my pseudo employee at this point mm -hmm. well that's good that's mostly paid she is not a she's not a volunteer ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> you talked about how how your youngest is is very involved how's how how about your son is he involved I know sometimes you know our teens when they get a certain <laughs> age 
sometimes they're a little too cool to um, help us out in the way that we like them to. How has he been involved in the businesses? He has been involved not as much voluntarily as my daughter, but definitely anything I've asked him to do. He does it not even begrudgingly. He does it and gets it done. It's not, he's not excited, but he's not stomping around about it. And I appreciate that also. He's more so with the heavy lifting or um, if I really more with the, the grunt work, if I need help when I'm building things and I need him to hold something in place or something. Okay. So I love the way you have created it into really a family affair. And then also mm-hmm. something that uh, with Adiascape that I've watched you take on. Um, so I did mention that we are cousins and my grandmother, your great grandmother was a seamstress. <laughs> so just seeing you, I don't know how you didn't pick up sewing, but just seeing. I'll tell you, you how. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I grew up watching you sew at that tender age of probably 10 or 11 like you guys started really early and you have sewn things for us like forever and I always wanted to sew and I always thought it was too hard so believe it or not as much as I think that I can do anything like that was one thing I just thought it's so hard my mother taught my children to sew years ago and I just thought wow, that's my children are smart they know how to sew you know and I I never even asked because I just thought it was too hard that's really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That, you know, being able to, I think, like, I would go to the fabric store and just, if I wanted something to wear to school later that week, I would go in and pick out fabric and I just envisioned in my mind what I was going to make. And then I had an outfit in a couple of hours. I really liked, like you talk about, um, making something out of nothing. That's mm-hmm. now that's where my creativity is as far as sewing um, is concerned. I, I actually wish I had time where I would could make the time to go back to sewing like I used to. Um, because I came across a picture where I made all three of my children um, an outfit an outfit for a black history program that they were in. And I was like, oh, they're so cute. And, you know, just knowing that nobody has anything else like you, or you get to put mm-hmm. your own little creativity, um, you know, into the finished product. So I'm actually, I'm glad that you picked up uh, that as a skill because it's definitely a skill that I think all of us should have. Our family, like pretty much all the women. So I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably the last one. (laughs) Well, you've got your sewing machine. You are, I mean, you are creative. You're making things now. So goes to show it's never too late um, Mm -hmm. to to get into that. Um, So I want to know what advice can you give to moms who are, who may be interested in, taking their passion and, and, and developing a business and just trying to balance motherhood and the business. You, you talked about how you've always integrated your children into your, into your work. Um, but for 
you know, mm -hmm. someone who's not accustomed to that, especially if they're transitioning from um, working for someone else and then trying to launch um, their own, own business. You have any advice on um, how they should, you know, initiate the process or just, you know, going into business in general? Because obviously you can't just wake up and say, hey, I want to start a business. There's got to be um, some type mm -hmm. of, you know, process to that. So what, what advice can you give us? So of course, everybody's situation is different. Um, I would say to commit to whichever idea you have, um, whatever type of business you want to start. I think that we're at a time right now where entrepreneurs are galore. Like everywhere you look, people are taking that step and taking that chance to start a business. So I think that, no, you're not going to necessarily go out and quit your job tomorrow and just say, hey, I'm starting a business. Um, but I do think what has worked for me has been to start when I've started businesses to do so when I'm still employed full time. Mm -hmm. So I have had, um, I've had a base salary to fall back on or to kind of support myself and my family. And then I'm able to um, focus as much as possible on the business without having to worry, how am I gonna sustain myself? Mm -hmm. So like I said, people's situations are different. People, some people have um, a partner whom they can just focus solely on their business because the partner might be able to provide financial support. Um, I guess another thing that's worth stating is that we need more than just financial support. Um, I've always said, probably said in the previous interview, and you can probably relate also, there's no way I would have been able to do any business as a mother without having support for my children. Mm -hmm. So as much as I bring my kids or have brought my children with me to work um, or been able to work from home and be there for them, there's no way I would have been able to accomplish what I've accomplished without having support, whether it be their dad, whether it be my mom, um, my best friend, like all these people who make up the village um, have made it possible. So I would definitely say, make sure if you are a mother, and it's no different. I mean, it, it is different from working full-time, but it, it in many ways is similar, you know, but when you're an entrepreneur, you're not working nine to five. Right. You know, your, your day, you don't have holidays off. Mm -hmm. You might take the day off here and there, but your business is a seven day a week, 24 hours in some cases, like, you know, where something can be happening in your business or there's an opportunity in your business. I know for me, I'm, I'm up in the four o'clock hour mm -hmm. and I'm working, whether it's posting to social media, whether it's sewing before they're up and after they go to sleep. So that's one thing. If there was anything that you, is there anything that you would have done differently in terms of your journey to um, with entrepreneurship? Yes, I have had a challenge with seeking out money, which sounds backwards. <laughs> um, I've let my passion be take the lead. So um you know, there's a lot of grant money out there right now because of COVID or even um, in the nonprofit world. I had to get over that whole stigma of asking for money. Well, you are a nonprofit. Like what, you know, how do you think you're going to 
sustain the organization if you're not asking for money. So I got over that real quick. But even now, um, I have definitely, I would definitely change that whole thought process of not wanting to seek out outside funding mm-hmm. or, you know, being reluctant to mm-hmm. seek outside funding. And I probably would do a better job of just educating myself on more funding opportunities and bigger funding opportunities. And that's, um, I mean, with when you're a small business, obviously, you know, that's one of the greatest challenges of either having the seed money to start up a business and then, of course, the sustainability. Um, here, something that just crossed my mind is always interesting to me because I have a, a very good friend who has, well, he's like a brother to me, Mandine, who has legacy men's mm-hmm. And we often mm-hmm. talk about, or he will post some things on social media about um, how people will ask someone who has a small business, you know, for a discount, or is that the price? But when you go into the big box stores, you know, like you're, I don't know, Macy's or what have you, mm-hmm. you're not asking for a discount. You know, you're going to pay whatever the price is, unless mm-hmm. of course there's a coupon. Um, and I don't know why people, you know, do that. Obviously, as a small business, you're trying to sustain your business as well. You can't give your talents and everything away for free. Have you Mm -hmm. experienced that as a business owner? I don't know. Have you have you faced that where people have been quick to ask for a discount by chance? Or do you or do you find supportive? It's been the latter and it shocked me, honestly, because you know, one of the biggest things that we say, black people don't support black business. Mm -hmm. We hear that a lot. And then we hear people are always asking their friends and family for discounts. Mm -hmm. I have, um, part of my, my strategy has been offering sales, like flash sales on various items when I'm rolling them out and things. I had a big sale, um, I think last month, it was a friends and family discount that I gave out to people who were either in my small circle who I figured maybe they would support if they had um, incentive or people who have been supporting me from the beginning. It was kind of like a thank you to them. Mm-hmm. Do you know that I would say over 50% of the people did not even apply the discount? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's no shade at all to people who did because I, I do, like I sincerely appreciate anyone who decides to um, support my company. But I've been really genuinely surprised that people who've outright refused mm-hmm. a discount on multiple occasions, people who have tipped me, I'm like, how you gonna tip, you know, mm-hmm. who've tipped me, who've offered more because I've delivered. Now, I should say also customer service is like the top at the top right. of my right. list of priorities as it relates to my company. Before I started, I said, I want my service to be unmatched. I don't want people to come and say, oh, I can tell that's a small business. You know, I want them to, and that's and that's how I've always been, even with the nonprofit, even with real estate, I've always wanted someone to um, 
when, when comparing me to a larger, more um, established business to say, I can't tell the difference as it relates to customer service. You know, this company operates as if they have a full staff. Mm -hmm. So I think that some of that is a testament to the customer service that people receive because they're like, oh, I know I'm getting a good quality product. I know I'm being treated right. I'm going beyond. Um, and then also I will say, I've had people who have supported me um, without even being asked so it's one thing when you're asking people can you buy my product can you help can you spread the word and it's another thing when people are just like i'm going to spread the word right. and you're like oh right. i didn't even know i was on their radar mm -hmm. you know and what that has done for me is this made me pay it forward so i'm finding myself checking myself when i start thinking man i want a discount right <laughs> you know or when i'm thinking like let me intentionally support this business I'm just paying it forward, right. you know, and yes, I want to pay the full price because right. I had um, another entrepreneur who we, we purchased things from each other over the course of the last year or two. And um, she rolled out a new product and she's like, for you, I'm gonna give you a discount. And I was like, no. Mm -hmm. And it felt good to say, no, I don't want the discount. I'll pay the full price because that's what mm -hmm. someone had just done for me. Right. Not even a week prior. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of reprogramming myself also. And I'm seeing a lot of support. I am really happy to hear that people are supporting you in that way um, because I do know that, you know, sometimes it is very prevalent where there is this expectation that just because you're a friend or just because you're family mm -hmm. that you should, you know, mm -hmm. receive a discount. So I'm really happy that you have not had that type of experience and that everyone has been willing to fully support you you know in that way and are willing to you know not uh plus our prices i should say our prices are very good so why yeah. would you want to discount <laughs> <laughs> do you have any um and that's one thing that we didn't bring up where can people go to purchase so like even the shirt that you have on i know was designed oh, yeah. by you <laughs> Where can people go to order the hoodies, sweatshirts, or, you know, anything, um, any of your unboxed tees uh, products? So for shirts, um, custom products, oh, and I do want to say one thing about the custom products mm -hmm. before we wrap up. Um, you can go to unboxed, unboxedshop.com, unboxedshop.com. Our Facebook is Unboxed Tees. Um, for Tablescape, you can visit adiascape.com, E-I-A-S-C-A-P-E.com. Perfect. And our um, Adiascape is on Instagram, adia underscore scape. Okay. So you're on Instagram and Facebook because Unbox Tees is also on Instagram as it's well. It's on both. Mm -hmm. It's on both. Okay. Yeah. But it's Unbox Shop on, on Instagram. Got it. Okay. Um, do you have any um, special products that are coming out, especially for Mother's Day that's coming up soon? Anything you want to give us insight? So I'm working on, <laughs> yeah, so um, with regards to the apparel, I'm releasing new products pretty much every other week. Okay. Um, so of course, there's going to be yeah. some things geared towards Mother's Day. Um, there's always things geared toward various holidays coming up. So, you know, we had a big uh, rolled out for Black History Month. 
um, Kwanzaa before that. Um, Father's Day will be coming up and there'll be a rollout for that. Um, with regards to the tablescape, I have some tablescape I want to show some quickly so people can see. Um, this is one of our table runners. So this is actually an Ankara fabric. Yeah, thank really you. Like you can see. And then the back is satin. Um, this particular piece was made to be displayed at Sweet Foods. So um, it's a smaller tablescape, but like I said, I do custom. And then there's also some products that are available for purchase as is online. That's one. And then I wanted to show um, another, this was one of the original pieces that was done. Um, and this one is more, so the, the last one was more for maybe a special occasion or a, a dinner party. Um, Easter mm -hmm. is another occasion mm -hmm. that that could be used for. This one is more of something that can be used in home, um, just like everyday tablescape if you want, if you're like me and you like for your table to be dressed at all times. It has beading, I don't know if you can see the beading. Uh -huh. um, and then it's got crushed satin on the back. So I really thought this crushed satin was really pretty and unique. Um, and then, of course, the front is the Ankara fabric from um, West Africa. Now, are there, do they, um, do the runners come in certain dimensions? Because, like, I'm thinking about my dining room table, which I don't mm -hmm. dress it up. I, I probably should. But I'm surprised you have a really nice dining set. We gotta we gotta get you some idea escape. <laughs> you gotta work with me. Yes, you gotta work with me because right now all I have is a vase on the table. So I definitely need to do something. But in terms of the dimensions, are there certain dimensions or that would be for custom order, then the customer needs to provide the dimensions, the length of the table to make sure that it's the right um, length? Yeah, so there's, I don't have a super standard um, size, um, but typically table runners would range in width from like 14 inches to 16, 17 inches, and the length up to about 70 inches. Um, a longer one could be 84 inches. Uh, one thing about my products though, is that everything is made to order. So even if you go on the website and you select something, um, I'm flexible enough that it can be altered. The price may change slightly, um, but it's definitely feasible to adapt to your table needs. I Okay, that's good to know. I can't wait till you also add the accessories. Like now I'm thinking about the napkin holder. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that I have realized and it kind of just hit me is entrepreneurship is a, a lot of work. You know, I started my nonprofit organization in 2008 mm -hmm. and I was in my 20s. You know, things are different in your 20s. Like you got a different type of energy in your 20s. Mm -hmm. I was literally pulling 24, 48 hours with no sleep, you know, just be off of passion alone. And I'm working a lot more now, but just you know, you know everything it takes to start a business. You got to get your incorporation, your FBIN, and mm -hmm. all types of things, your accounting system set up. And then you also have to create products and right. you have to be everything, you know, when you're first starting out. So um, with I say all that to say, 
I have a lot of things that I'm working on. A lot of things are in my heart and in my heart, in my heart and in my head mm -hmm. um, that are just taking some time to roll out. And I'm hoping that the accessories are out by mid spring. Okay. Um, another mm -hmm. thing I did want to touch on, I know we don't have a lot of time, but as it relates to the custom apparel, mm -hmm. um, one of the things that prompted me to take more control over the apparel because when I initially started um, the t-shirt business again it was kind of like a, a quick passion project that mm -hmm. grew um, mm -hmm. I was using a drop ship company I, I liked it because it was minimal risk for me and minimal um, financial investment that I had to take part in however I didn't have a lot of control mm -hmm. so I wasn't being mm -hmm. notified of who was buying from me. So I couldn't create loyalty programs. I couldn't market to my customers. The only way I knew someone had bought from me is if they told me. So I didn't like that. I wanted a more personal touch. Um, so I then went on to invest in equipment, invest in inventory and actually learn how to make the shirts and you know best practices. So one thing that I'm rolling out and this will be rolling out within the next month is drop shipping services for other apparel, t-shirt, you know, hoodies and um, sweatshirt entrepreneurs, like how I started out, you know, where I wasn't manufacturing or producing my own shirts. So that's something to definitely look forward to, um, have three businesses already that were like right there, ready to begin um, the drop shipping process. And then um, it'll be available on the website for people to sign up. Awesome. That is good to know because Lighted Up Podcasts and Women Who Persevere um, needs to have an apparel line. Yes, ma'am. So yeah, basically what it would mean if you were to work with Unbox is that you can process um, and sell to people directly through your website. And then we would fulfill the orders. We send it directly to you and you ship it out or we can send it directly to your customer. So Sounds hopefully like we'll get that started. I was going to say, sounds like we need, and we need to have some conversations offline. So you guys have heard it here first on Light It Up Podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> one final question that I want to ask you before we um, wind down, um, because there's actually something else that you and I are going to be working on um, that folks can be on the lookout for in a few months um, or a month or so. But I want to ask you this. You are, what are you, 40, 41? I don't know. How old are you? Oh, my goodness. Can I have to ask. Because you ask a woman. <laughs> look, I'm the oldest here. I'm 40-ish. Whatever. So 40 I'm 43. So, okay, let me do the math. Yeah, you're like 41. Okay. 40-ish. Anyway dear cousin well, I'm glad you're family I'm glad you're family <laughs> what would you tell your younger self is there any advice or anything that you would tell your younger self that they should either do differently or what advice I guess would you give your younger self so looking at where you are so now, is that related to business Related to business, related to parenting, anything in general, what what advice would you give your your younger self 
after your 40-ish years of uh, being present and living? Um, I have lots of advice, but I think the the number one thing that first came to my mind was to just do it. I think of several, I've always had the entrepreneurial mind, but I can think of several projects that I had a desire to start and I was reluctant or I was talked out of it by someone who didn't, who didn't have the experience or who was well-intentioned. Um, but they talked me out of it nonetheless. And now I look back like, man, I could have been here by now, or I could have, you know, accomplished this by now, if I would have just taken that chance and done it. So that's why people always tell me, you're so creative, so, so courageous. Like, I can't believe you started this and you, and I'm like, how many times did I not start it? You know, when I wanted to, or how many times did I talk myself out of doing something that I could have done that I was passionate about? So that's probably like the biggest piece of advice that I would give is to um, take a chance. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's a uh, great advice um, and a great way to end this segment. Um, I want to tell everybody to make sure that you um, tune in for some upcoming things that Kashana and I are going to do together. So be on the lookout for that. Also, make sure that you follow Unbox Tees, but it's Unbox Shop on Instagram, right? And Unbox Tees on on Facebook Facebook and on Instagram, Adiascape. So make sure, get your, you know, your decor in order for those dinner parties that you're going to be hosting very soon. You can still host something with a small intimate group of people, even though we're not out of the woods yet. So make sure you get all of that in order just in time for the upcoming holidays, for Mother's Day, or just when you want to have a nice- Do it for yourself. Right, exactly. So check out Adiascape on Instagram and then online, it is A-D-I-A-S-C-A-P-E.com, right? And then, yes, ma'am. All right. So, thank you very much for joining me, uh, Kashana. I really appreciate you coming in and just giving us an update on what you've been uh, doing for the last year. And you, I think this marks our anniversary. Like I said, you were my first, my very first guest on mm-hmm. season one of Light It Up podcast. So, of course, I had to have you back. So thank you so much for spending time with me today. And for those of you in the listening audience, listening and viewing audience, make sure you share this episode with a friend. Make sure you share um, the social media and uh, website for Unbox uh, Shop and Adiascape. Support a Black business, a Black woman-owned business, okay? And... uh, Look forward to you joining me again next week for another episode of Light It Up. Of course, I will try to have a very interesting guest for you when we come back next week. So in the meantime, make sure that you continue to light it up and shine bright like a diamond.
Thanks for joining me this week on Light It Up. Make sure you visit my website at www.lightituppodcast.com or www.ajinamohammed.com. You can also find me on social media using the handle at Light It Up Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or you can simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, light it up and shine bright like a diamond.